Howdy, hobos. How the hell are you? <laughs> Just kidding. I know how you are. Shitty. You're shitty. Oh, this world we live in right now. The world we live in right now. <sighs> what can be said? There's not much that can be said. We all know. We're all living through it. Um, I'm glad you're here, though. I'm glad you're here at the virtual campfire. This is where we need to be here communing with each other and um, hearing each other out and getting through this one virtual campfire episode at a time. My name is Mark. I'll be your camp host. Welcome to Hobo Safe Camp. So um, today we're joined by an old friend, Soraya the Great. You may remember her from um, such uh, podcasts as The Sainted Path and such great musical groups as Rosie Copacetic. And you should check them out. And also, go check out Soraya. She's on Instagram. She is at The Experiment House. And then um, also check out um, Experiment House Reads, at Experiment House Reads, where she does tarot readings. Book a tarot reading. This is the perfect time for a tarot reading. And um, check out her store, experiment.redbubble.com, I believe. Um, I might have that wrong. If it's wrong, maybe it's Experiment House. I think it's experiment.redbubble. But just go to the Experiment House on Instagram and click the link in her bio. She's got all kinds of cool art and art on stuff and notebooks and all kinds of stuff to get you through these difficult times with some uh, beauty in your life. How about that? So do that. Do all that. Go follow me on Instagram at tincan.telephone and follow Hobo Safe Camp on Instagram at Hobo Safe Camp. All right. We talk about some pretty heavy stuff. It's a pretty long conversation. I'm not going to, I'm going to keep this intro short because um, this is a long, it's a long one. Um, Soraya has been uh, cooped up in quarantine for about four weeks at this point and she um, had a lot on her mind. And so uh, I'm, I'm glad uh, I could be there. If you would like to be a guest on um, Hobo Safe Camp's virtual campfire, please send a direct message at Hobo Safe Camp or to at tincan.telephone on Instagram. Let me know that you'd like to talk and we'll figure something out. We'll get you on. All right. Let's just get to it, friends, strangers, newcomers, old timers. Pick up the tin can telephone. It's the only safe thing to put to your face right now. Put it up to your ear and listen to some real world shit from a real world person. Soraya the Great, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. Ain't got no one to love me. No place to call my home. Instagram at all. And um, I got back into Twitter and uh, people were like, uh, quarantine day two. And I had already been quarantined for like two weeks, like actually <laughs> quarantined because my mom, uh, you know, is dying. And so we really can't get her sick. Yeah. And I'm losing my fucking mind, dude. <laughs> so how long has it, has it been? I literally don't know since the end of, I literally, I've lost track. I don't know. 
And then I left the house uh, on a Saturday, maybe not last Saturday, the Saturday before. And I went and I hung out with my boyfriend. And then um, he works at a doctor's office. And he later found out that one of their patients had a confirmed case of the fucking oh, disease. No. Yeah. And I was not, I was not uh, best pleased by that news. So it's just been a silly time. That's, that sucks. That yeah. sucks. I, I have, I've had the opposite. I've been not quarantined and uh, it hasn't been that fun to be out in the world. It's kind of scary. Yeah. So, you know, we, I wear the mask and the gloves. I, you know, I went to the store um, and I, and I wore the mask. I didn't wear the gloves just cause I honestly didn't think about it. Um, everything is disgusting to me all the time anyway. And so I'm always very cautious about what I'm touching in the world. And I, and I always am washing my hands when I, you know, go from one place to the other and, and whatever, just cause people are nasty, you know? Yeah. Um, like I worked in retail, like I know what's out there. I worked at a used bookstore. Like you want to talk about grimy people used to just like open up their <laughs> garage door or their attics and just like give us their shit. So I'm, I'm always, uh. I'm always especially leery of germs and things, but I went out to, you know, buy things that were necessary and I was wearing a mask and I looked around and I felt really, really self-conscious because it just seemed so extra, you know, yeah. like there's something about like, don't get me wrong. Like I will drag it up all the live long day. Right. But there is something about, <laughs> there's something about the mask and the, the like nature of a pandemic where it just feels a little bit like, is this for real though? Yeah. You yeah. know, like, is this, am I, am I being silly? And then you look <laughs> around and at least where I live in the like DC metropolitan area, nobody seems to be taking precautions. Yeah. Here either. Maybe half yeah. the people or, or a quarter. And then, you know, the people who do have the masks and the gloves are stockpiling like two grocery carts worth of Diet Coke and, and like useless bullshit. And it's like, what is happening? <laughs> Like, like, I know what's happening. Like, I know what's happening because I've been paying attention. But, like, what the fuck do the rest of you think is happening? Like, what are you doing with all of the Diet Coke? Like, I don't understand what this is for. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Well, you know, when they close the stores, they want to still be able to get their Diet Coke. I feel that. I don't... <laughs> the weed man's off limits. They closed down all the bridges and I'm stuck at home. And I understand. I understand. Kind of. Grudgingly, I understand. <laughs> the weed man still delivers in my town. Oh, you're lucky. The weed man's not allowed to deliver in my town. The weed man's not allowed in my town officially. Hmm, that's so sad. Oh yeah, I live in I live uh, in the DC metropolitan area, so it's um, absolutely ridiculous how stringent it is. Like you, I I went to high school with people who went to jail for dime bags, and when I say went to jail, I mean like. They'll be getting out sometime, but they're not out yet. Like, oh man, yeah. Was that a clock in the background? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. It sounded anything. like jackhammers or something. Maybe it was on my end. I don't know. Weird. I realized that you hit record apparently three minutes ago. Good for you. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't see that. No, I did, and I closed my eyes, and I just started talking. <laughs> it's the only way for me to do this, really. Well, you started talking, and you closed your eyes and started talking, and I hit record because you were Good off. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah. What, so, 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 yeah. So, around here, it's about it's about a quarter of the people. And I, to be honest, 
I wasn't one of them until yesterday. Yesterday was the first time I put a mask on. And it's only because in my essential job, I'm sometimes in really close quarters with, you know, two or three people at a time, mm-hmm. not all day, but just at brief intervals. So it was just yeah. when people would come in to the office, I would put my put mask on. on just to, yeah. and so that was kind of the rule we implemented is if there's two people in a room, you wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't believe that. I can't believe that there are, I literally, it's so, it, it's so strange to me to think that there are two people in a room right now (laughs) (laughs) you know like like no offense I'm sure that I know you as a person are doing the Lord's work but I'm not sure that at your day job (laughs) there needs to be two of you there in person well we're doing the Lord's work in my day job as well but but it's it's in just in the day-to-day life that it's like just in going to pick up necessities at the grocery store like there's still people you know, crowding in the line, you know, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, I've always hated that. How, how, when you're standing in line, getting ready to, uh, oh, that sounds better if I get closer when you're standing in line and the person behind you is like, just pushing up again, you know, and it's like, come mm-hmm. on, man, just back up. And they're still doing that. And it's like, don't you know what's going on? Have you yeah, heard seriously. the news back up, slow down. We all just have to slow down. I think that, um, I've noticed a lot of people are taking this opportunity to be um, outside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people that live around here tend to work for the government or tend to work in like very specific industries. A lot of people in tech, um, a lot of people in um, a lot of people in the government, really, but a lot of people who are telecommuting. And so, like, you're home and your kids are home, and it's spring now. So people are just all over the place, like all over the place, like going for walks and going on like long hikes. I'm not talking about like in the neighborhood. I'm talking about like we're walking around the city. Like why? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing that for though? <laughs> you've never, you, you've lived in this neighborhood a long time and I know you've had the time at least once before to walk around and you didn't do it then. So people don't like being told what to do. Yeah. I think I think that that's really it's also it's just when it's something that you can't see um, right like I understand I don't know like I think I'm so okay when I was in high school um, I was uh, first of all I was I when I say I was in high school I was past the age that I should have been in high school because I dropped out of high school and then I moved to Egypt and then um the short of it is that everyone was like, oh, no, you can't just get a GED and you'll waste your life and whatever. So they made me go back to high school, which I then, you know, protested by just like not going. And <laughs> so this was a stupid song and dance that we did until I was a grown adult and I could get out of there. But um, at some point in those like post high school, high school years, there was a revolution. Right. And and everything stopped and everything I mean, shut down and no one went to school and no one was going to work and it was a whole thing. And that's, that's why you were there. Yeah, that was while I was there. And I wasn't just there like, oh, I wasn't going to school and I was trapped in the apartment. Like I was there there. Like I lived in Cairo at the time and, um, you know, I was there. Wow. And I, I think of, I think of, 
I think of not being in school then, and I think of everyone kind of not being at work now, and the differences in how it felt and what it felt like when you were in your home. There was fear because you didn't know what was happening, right? Like, well, fuck, there goes the government, maybe. (laughs) And like the government, you know, like it wasn't good to start with. Any way you slice it, like they weren't here for the people. And it's the same with us. Your government's not here for you. And I don't care who you are and who you support and like what political party you still affiliate yourself with. You're completely and totally missing the picture. And I'm I'm going to leave it at that. Like you're just, it's you're none just, of them. It's you're all just of them. yeah, like you're just wrong. Like all of you are just wrong. Like the Every whole system one, and the whole game is side right. You're on. If you're on the side, you're wrong. Exactly. So... <laughs> You know, we can we can all sit at home and twiddle our thumbs and whatever, but but I I was so much happier and it was so much more fruitful when you went outside and did the thing. And now we can't go outside and we can't do the thing, but you can still you can still try and understand like why is this happening, right? Like the most remarkable thing about the entire Arab Spring was that we're talking about like with Egypt at least, we're talking about a nation that was so oppressed for such a long time. Like there was such an imbalance of power and they were so robbed of all of their, of their like God-given rights and privileges in so many ways for such a long time. Like they're just, and oh, I have to see, I hate having these conversations because then I forget that when you get Islamophobia in your media all the time, that that means all those words that I just said are painting a very different picture than what I actually mean. Yeah. And what I actually mean is Egyptians are some of the most beautiful, lighthearted, resilient, fun-loving, loud, boisterous, amazing people I have ever encountered. And even though their government lied and cheated and stole, etc., and these people had very little, I mean, not all of them, but most of them had little and some of them, I mean, some of them were illiterate. Some of them had been, like, when I'm when I'm talking about on the street, I mean, like, millions and millions and millions of people, including the people who lived there to begin with, millions of people. That's a lot of people. And from all walks of life. And some of them had been crippled by things like polio simply because you lived on the street and there was, there was no medical care and attention for you and you don't have any legs. And you can still tell me with perfect clarity what is happening in this exact place and time geopolitically but not just in this exact place and time you can trace the lineage of why this is happening in this nation and in this region and around the world and you can't even fucking read the newspaper yeah that's incredible to me yeah and we lack the spirit of that in this country we don't we're not as tuned in we have too many luxuries and it is too beautiful and too easy to escape into your own pain and suffering and people don't like being told what to do. And pain and suffering sucks. So this moderate amount of discomfort, you know, whatever. It's not even, I, I can't even, this whole situation is so weird to me because I, I, I mean, it, it's, it's April, but like Black History Month was two minutes ago, you know? Yeah. And for the entire time that I've been alive, there's been no justice for an entire group of people right in like right in my hometown like in my backyard like no matter where i've gone in the world black people are oppressed yes and i don't understand (laughs) i literally it's 2020 mark i I feel like i'm going crazy i'm sitting at home like doesn't anybody see what's happening like what do you mean this sucks like it's always sucked 
Like, what do you mean you're afraid? We've been afraid. What do you mean we're not getting what we want? Nobody's gotten what they wanted except for well, like 16 of us. And some of us got the crumbs and that's been that. And, and this thing going on right now is, is it's like you're being just asked to go to stay at home and that's it. Just stay at home. And we're at, and there's no bombs dropping. There's no, you know, missiles that are going to hit your house without you thinking about it. It's just stay at home and chill and chill out. And it's just like, it's crazy how people, I mean, I mean, just think if everyone were to just stay home for a month, like the thing would just pass, but the economy, you know, which I don't even understand because the economy is kind to no one, you know, right, like, exactly. the, like it, who, like, I am. Um, <laughs> Someone was like, oh, wow, uh, Jeff Bezos just donated $100 million. And I wanted to punch them in the face for even uttering that man's name. Like, shut up. Stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. Don't read me any headlines ever in your life. Don't do that. Yeah. I don't want that. That's not how that works. Listen, let me tell you about his $100 million and what he could have done. He could have paid his taxes. He could have paid his taxes <laughs> just this last year. Just this one last year, he could have paid his taxes. And I can't tell you how many billions of dollars would have gone back to people and into schools and healthcare, et cetera, et cetera, which is not even real because all of those public systems are broken. So like, we all know that the system's topsy-turvy and broken and none of us can agree on what we want to do about it. Yeah. Well, all the, the system's rigged to keep us not seeing, you know, the, it's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Who cares about taxes? He just gave that big donation. So... Um, yeah, people just don't see there's too much clickbait in the world to uh, distract from the real shit going on. And it, and it, you know, it's always like, it's just there. It's always there. It's always there. It has never stopped. I have not had a moment of rest ever. It has never stopped. There's something happening. There's a revolution on somewhere. I can't tell you how many countries I have seen divide and redivide and draw new lines in my lifetime, dude, I'm only 27. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, in this, and this, the, this country is no, no one has. It's never. It doesn't happen, you know. So it's not yeah. even something that we think about. But it hasn't happened yet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what, what's happening is this whole shift in just worldview. It, it's, it's hard for people. I mean, I can understand why it's a slow shift because yeah. you, you live this life where you just, you just, you know, things become. You just expect things because they've always been there. And it's always been like this. And change is hard, especially when you can't control it. Yeah. So this is where we're at. And I'm, you know, I'm almost 47, <laughs> 20 years on you, and I'm still as confused as you. <laughs> doesn't matter what I know or what I think I know or, you know, whatever. I don't know anything. It doesn't You're going to be screaming it for the next 20 years and no one's going to hear it. <laughs> Got bad news for you. It's okay. I've been preparing myself for this. I know the truth. Oh, I know this funny. is how it goes. It's funny. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something uh, kind of out there. Yeah. So you spent some time in Cairo. Hmm. What's up with those pyramids? Who built those things? Yo, you know, I know that there are theories and I know that people have studied and researched this and I've been there. And I, I mean, like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I can't even tell you if it is incredible or if it is not because, and I, how do I say this? That doesn't sound convoluted and also really pompous. 
everything in this world is pretty miraculous to begin with. And then sometimes you get some like spectacularly like large miraculous shit, like a pyramid, right? Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't really deliver. <laughs> and you, you, you know, maybe it's just the hype or maybe it's you, but it's not so much, it's not so much the object so much as the object's permanence. Uh, and, and I don't know, I don't know how they got there and I don't know what they're for, you know? I mean, I know what they were intended for. I don't really know what they're for though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we know what the scholars tell us they're for or whoever, yeah. you know? Right. I don't know. I've, first, I've just been, it's, it's weird that you bring it up because even right before we talked, I was watching something on Egypt. I've been, for some reason fascinated with those with the pyramids the, the past couple months i went on a i went on a trip once to upper egypt which is actually the southern part of egypt but they call it upper egypt because it's the direction that the nile flows in and um that's where you have like the valley of the kings and um and in in Luxor and aswan you have um that was where they found you know king tut's tomb and all of that and um that stuff is, you know, a little less mystical, but way fucking cooler. Uh, because you have, you just have the land, right? Like you're in the desert. And instead of there being, first of all, the, the, like the saddest part about the pyramids of Giza and, and the Sphinx and everything surrounding it is that all of the coolest shit by far is gone. You know, like when you look at it, you know that there's more and you know that it's not there anymore. Yeah. The city is right up against it. You, oh, dude! You can literally see the pyramids when you're on the highway. It's yeah, actually was, like that is actually the most miraculous. Video and I just couldn't believe that the highway is r driving that close to it. It was blowing yeah. me away. That part is actually miraculous. That's that's what I'm talking about with like here and now, though. Like the pyramids themselves, the whole whatever whatever entities and and purpose that surrounded them initially is so far removed from where we are now that like it means nothing to me. But on like a random Wednesday when we're like driving to Giza and holy shit, that's a pyramid. Like the scale of it compared to you and your car and whatever and driving up next to it, that is astounding. Like wow, this is where we are in the world right now. That I'm in this. I mean, it's actually pretty funny because this would have been in like, you know, like 2010 or whatever. And this is like a Soviet era piece of shit car that you're in. But even still, it's, this is where we are. Right. It was pretty miraculous. And then when you see things like the, the you know, tombs that are carved into the side of the mountain and stuff, that's cool as hell. That's like Indiana Jones level, Indiana yeah. Jones wishes. But like, you know, like that's the spirit of humanity that's alive and well. Like you can feel it. It's palpable. Like people did this. Like people had this great grand fucking epic adventure building this shit in the mountain. And now I get to climb down these tombs and tunnels and stuff. And you still feel the humanity. I don't feel any humanity when I'm in the pyramids and maybe, or when I'm around them. And maybe that's part of the problem is it's just like a, that's a me thing, you know, like yeah. I'm not too interested in, <laughs> I'm not, the funny thing is I don't give a shit about humanity. And yet that's <laughs> the thing that pulls the heartstrings. So I guess God's trying to, or the universe is trying to tell me something. <laughs> I, I think you give a shit about humanity. I think that it was. And you give too in. much of a shit. That's yeah. your problem. 
But here's here's what but I don't I don't I, I look at even like big sky rises, like modern day ones that they're building, and I'm like, holy shit, like some person designed that and some yeah. person like fabricated the steel yeah. and people are building it and we still trust going in there. Like I don't fucking trust anybody. And these people are building these buildings. You know? Bro, bro, I saw them building uh uh overpasses like on the highway and whatever in Egypt and let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. That is not up to code. That is not up to code. <laughs> just like hot tar splashed everywhere and a dude with his like flip-flop just like hammering some nails in there. Like like really, really ridiculous levels of like what the fuckery. Love it. Live for it. Still standing. <laughs> yeah, still there. It works. It's still there. It works. But, but you know, like I don't, I, I don't, I don't ever, I don't think about it. I think it's safe. But when I step back and think about it, it's like I can't, I can't believe I'm it. in this building. I'm on the 37th floor of a building that some person built. Like this thing can come down it. at any point. Yeah. <laughs> One wrong screw. Okay, and also uh, similarly to that, the idea of being like in a place that was man-made with other people, and the notion that at any point. Because this is a very real thing in this country. At any point, the doors could close and none of us will walk out of this room because all it takes is one dude to go a little bit crazy. Yeah. I think about that every time I go to a, a concert or a show or anything now. Um, and, uh, you know, like we're in a, we're, I'm in a band and, and we hang out at a lot of like small dingy places that are just asking for people to be murdered in them. Um, and not to, and not to, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh, to say in any way, like I'm not talking about like dive bars and, and places of ill repute and trying to throw any shade on those places because that's where I've had some of the happiest times of my young life. But you know, like there's just that's just how it is. It's dark, you can die here. <laughs> there are, you know, there's one exit at best. Well, that's part of the ambiance. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but ambiance will get you killed. <laughs> and it's just so surreal. It's like you can't not live. You know? I don't know. I've been I've been thinking uh, we were planning on going to a festival in October mm. and I know they're saying that things are going to be back in October and a lot of stuff they've been pushing back to October. Like mm. you know, I think they push back Coachella and the, yeah. all these things. And, and and I'm just thinking, I think October is too soon. I don't know that I'm com- be comfortable around all those people already. Like I can't, my, my worldview is kind of changed. It's like, I'm ready to keep everybody at a distance forever. <laughs> you know, Is that, is that what does that say about me? Yeah, I don't know. My 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 lack of hope in humanity. <laughs> I think it's. I mean, he, that's the fucking thing about humanity. How have we made it this far? How have we made it this far if we're like this? Divine intervention. There's no other. Like like there's there are other forces at play. Like the the scope of the thing is so much bigger than we understand because we're all so fucking ass backwards that there's no way. There's no way. It's just this. People tell me that they don't believe in anything, and I, I just, I'm still disappointed. I am trying so hard to, like, grow my understanding of, of the idea that there is nothing, because I know so many people who, who really believe, like, nah, dude, it's just this. And that's so short-sighted to me. It would be so comforting to believe that, though, to just be done and blink out and <laughs> not have to go through whatever comes next. I don't know. I don't know how that is a comfort. I don't know how it is a comfort to, to then just turn it all off and then that's it and that's all it ever was. Oh, like there's just, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't think it is the way, but I think it would be comforting. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what's, you know, because there's, there's fear of the unknown. And sometimes it's for some people, they'd rather just blank out than deal with something new. And they're probably the ones that are having a hard time right now. Yeah. They're the ones that are out at Walmart, picking things up off the shelf and looking at it and putting it back. And then just, you know, taking a couple hours just to get out of the house. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. So how, how are you uh, handling this whole thing musically? Uh, are, you, are you having band practice through Skype or? Uh, this has been a, a weird, tumultuous time. Um, we are in the midst of some very, very exciting, like big projects. And uh, then all of this stuff happened. And um, Taylor uh, and his partner actually just moved this week in the midst of all of, you know, the conflama out in the world. So now not only have we not seen each other for a few weeks, but he's not down the street anymore. I don't know. How far away did they move? um, Approximately 45 minutes or so. Mm. Yeah. It's it's all – so the funny thing about the DMV is that especially in – uh, connection to where I live, everything is about 45 minutes without traffic, but you know, it's some of the worst traffic in the nation. So it depends on the time of day and it depends on right. how you try to get there, et cetera. But you know, about 45 minutes. Um, it does actually, you know, and, and I am such a, I don't know, whatever you got to fucking just keep on going. Like it's crazy yeah. shit's happening all the time. And I, I'm just, I'm trying not, I, like, I know that I come off very flippant and glib and it's just, it's just for show because I am so d- deep in this head first. You're right. I care far too much about far too many things. And I know that that's not correct either, but that's where my energy goes. So when all of this, um, when all of this silly shit started happening, normally I just, I just go with the flow and I keep going and there's other people to take care of. So you just, you keep doing what you're supposed to do. And thankfully, even though I don't know what I'm supposed to do, I manage to get up every day. So I realized that I'm never going to have band practice at the Ruckles again. And suddenly I had a really hard time just going. And the last couple of days, it's actually like I haven't I haven't said this to Taylor and I hope I'm not even going to tell him that I'm doing this podcast for a long time, but um, I'm really, really happy. Like, this has been a long time coming. This is great. This is fantastic. I mean, it's 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 the natural order of things, you know, and the rosy boys, like, we're rosy men, so it's going to be fine. Like, we're, we're living our adult lives, and we're going to get back to band practice once we can stop isolating ourselves, and it's going to be fine, but I'm never going to have practice at the Ruckles again. Yeah. It'll always be different. You know, I almost died of something stupid like this, and I say stupid, and again, with the flippancy, but like really in the grand scheme of things, a pox is a pox. And it was, I guess it was two years ago. I almost died. I thought I had a cold and it wasn't a cold. It was a human metanumovirus. And then I just almost died. It was stupid. It was so dumb. Like one minute, whatever, still having to go to my dumb day job because I don't have time off and my bosses are racist and blah, blah, blah. And just, you know, wasting my, my, my time worrying about all of the silly trappings that come with that life. And the next thing you know, I fucking can't hold anything in from any end and I'm in a hospital bed for a while and there goes most of me. 
So this is probably hitting a little close to home right now. I didn't think about it, dude. When I tell you that you just have to keep going, I literally didn't think about it. Listen, when I say I almost died, I mean that in the most literal sense. I had sepsis. I was... It was fucked up, okay? I came out of that hospital and I was fucked up and I'm still not fully recovered from it. And I just kept going and it was fine. I knew it wasn't my time. I didn't die. I didn't die. And I, it's not even that I particularly wanted to live. I just knew, like, well, this isn't it yet. It didn't feel like it, you know? Like, the suffering and the dying, I knew I wasn't going to die. Right. It was so annoying. It was so annoying to be so incapacitated and to have to learn such a hard lesson. And cool, fine, whatever. I did it to myself, blah, blah, blah. But it's here we are and all of this silly stuff is happening and I didn't think about any of it until I stopped and I realized I had pneumonia and we sat down and we took all the songs that we had been writing and our band was now just two people and we made the fucking pneumonia EP and we didn't know what we were doing, but we did it. And it was, yeah, it was good glorious. too. It's really thank good. You. Well, thank you. It was, it was, it's so messy, but it was glorious. We did it. And we're so different now and we've practiced and we've played and we've been together for long enough and we're, you know, we're growing and evolving into beautiful things and we're working on all these fantastic new projects, but that's it. That's the end of the beginning of the Rosie boys. That's, and it's, but that's cool. That's definitely cool. It's so cool, but chapter two. Fuck if it doesn't hurt a little though. Of course. And fuck if I have nothing to do but sit around at home going on week like I don't know, four. <laughs> I really don't even know how long I've been in the house. I'm looking at a calendar and it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know? And it's yeah. fine. It's not always gonna be like this, but I fully get how shitty it can feel to feel shitty and I want people to take the space to know that like Listen, none of it has been right, okay? None of it has been okay. If we've been getting by and if some of us have been having a fine time, like that's fine. But you and I both know that it's not just you and I, right? Like it's I and I, like we're all the same. It's all of us and all of us are not okay. Well, and, and what, what about people who say they, they just can't wait for things to go back to normal? Oh, that's the just, okay. For those people, especially, for those people, especially, write down your name because I need to know who you are because we need to have a chat. <laughs> this is not okay. This no. is not okay. We can't have a, we can't have a future where we keep pretending like black people are not the most important and most pressing issue on the agenda. Like full stop black people, blackness. We need to fucking talk about it. We need to fucking talk about it. We need to get some things straight. And we need to understand that until we begin to scratch the surface of that alone, we're not getting anywhere else in this country. We're not. Do you think that's possible? I mean, do you ever see a, a future where um, there's racial harmony? It's definitely possible. As long it's as there's races? I, I don't know how we're going to get there. I don't know how the races have to die. I don't know how we're going to get there until they die and they stop their and their children pay attention. Okay. I don't know how each individual like deep, 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 deeply bred racist is ever going to get over their racism or if they can. That's it's an individual case by case thing. I just know that one day humanity will get beyond it because at one point there was no concept of race until we needed to equate race with power. And until we needed to start trading in human life, we did not. There was no, in the, in the zeitgeist, there was no concept of race. 
Okay, this is a concept that we invented just a few hundred years ago. And when I say we, I mean white folk. Point blank period. When you start dealing in the trade of human beings, you need to differentiate which ones of these are trade and which ones of these are the trade owners and holders and movers and shakers. It is a power play. And someday humanity will get over this bullshit power play, just like it got over whatever the fuck was going on when they built the pyramids. I don't know. I don't know who those guys were. I don't know what they were really about, but they were on some mega shit. But I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a, a major shift, just like it did after the pyramids, because like there's we don't know how they did the pyramids. Well, suddenly they're going to not know how we overcame racism either. Because it's going to be it's going to be like this huge this huge thing. Like the power, the people in power aren't going to give up their power. No, it's going to have to be taken from them somehow. Yeah, you know, my least favorite thing is when people go, "Well, why can't we just do it peacefully? And why do we have to riot?" Um, if you have never felt the like the real like justified need to hurl a brick, then I can tell you right now, you don't understand what's going on in the universe. Um, or you understand it from a very, very, very different perch of privilege. And when we talk about privilege, we have to understand it's okay to have privilege and privilege is not a bad thing. Privilege is not a dirty word, but privilege means power. And the misuse of our power and our privilege is where the danger is. And so if you have the privilege to have never needed to hurl a fucking brick through a fucking window of a CVS, please sit down. Please sit down and, and ask and someone who has. Not everybody has to throw the brick. Not everybody has to throw the brick. understand the feeling of needing to, you know, and then... That's how things can start changing. Exactly. You can't be on the other side of the person who's trying to throw the brick and go, hey, don't do that. Fuck you, bro. Fuck you and get out of my way. Yeah. Yeah. You have to understand why they're hurling that brick. There's a reason. It is so beautiful that, that I have been given the time to practice compassion and to practice like radical empathy and to just listen to all the idiots on Twitter who want to talk about Jeff Bezos and his million dollars. It's great. It's fantastic. That I have... some, some cameras were there when that happened. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, whatever. I'm not even going to say anything. <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> oh God. You dude, I, 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 mm, I don't know. I'm not going to say it on, on the radio, but I have some cool fun behind the scenes shit to tell you about. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, the world is a stupid place. It's a stupid place. Well, yeah, and and what what? Okay, let me ask you this: What have what has these these four weeks of being inside isolated? Have 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 you have anything? Has anything changed in you? Like have have you had had any epiphanies that like maybe things you thought were right were wrong? Have you had time to think on that or? Um, or is it just, I don't know. I don't, I like what's happening as far as like, just what's going on in your head as you're just stuck there. Stuck. Stuck is the word for me personally. I've been fucked up since Thanksgiving. If we want to be real, real honest, I've been having a hard fucking time since Thanksgiving, since, you know, mid November life is just always life is here, right? Like that's the thing about being alive is that it's just, constant it happens the sun rises every day and if we're doing it you know and everything is rosy and beautiful then the sun shining every day is our blessing it is a boon and it's great and other times the sun rising every day is just a 
fucking reminder and she better get the <laughs> fuck out of bed. And that's kind of where I've been. And so the problem is that since Thanksgiving, I've had to have an awful lot of FaceTime with people. I've had to socialize. I've had to live my life. I've had to go to work. And now I'm not doing any of those things and I'm not even going to band practice. And though I am mourning and lamenting, not lamenting and just, you know, mourning in a natural way, the, the passing of a moment in my life that I was really happy with. I mean, I almost died. It was one of the greatest times of my life though. Like there's really nothing like all of your bullshit burning in a way or burning away in a fever to really like, you know, humble you and show you a thing or two. It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun, but I was happy, you know, I wasn't enjoying it, but it was a kind of, it was a kind of bliss. It was a clean slate of sorts. And this is a little bit like that. This is a little bit like that. It's not like when school was canceled and I was high school and there was a revolution. It's not like that. There was a revolution then, you know, there was revolution. We were, we were doing, you know, we were making change. Things happened. We did oust the president. We did elect the first democratic, like truly, truly democratic governmental body in Egyptian political history. And then Hillary Clinton visited Benghazi and that was it. So this is more like the aftermath of that. (laughs) This is, this is, uh, we've kind of hit pause and things are a little bit caterwonky, but people are talking about the economy and oh, things are breaking and it's being done on purpose. So no, it's not like that. This isn't the same thing, but it's still a pause. There's so much excess in the world. There's, there's, there's enough money for everything. There's enough food for there's everybody. Enough everything for everything. There's, it, there's it, enough. It, it just has to like, when I hear people say, or talk of the evils of redistribution of wealth. It's like, fuck yeah, there needs to be some redistribution of wealth. For it, there's been redistribution of wealth going on for how many hundreds of years going upwards? Yeah. You know, and how about some, how about tr- actually trickling some of that down? You know, yeah, to, dude. To, uh, how about paying some fucking reparations? How about you can't take human life and use it as cattle i'm sorry to keep bringing this back here but i'm not sorry at all like it does it does really need to be said like it is absolutely absurd that like mark you and i neither one of us is black we are not black people and we do not know the first thing about being a black person but you and i both know injustice when we see it am i wrong for sure yeah and you and i both know that this entire nation was built on the backs of this group of people and that they were not represented and that they were taxed and that their labor was abused and so were their livelihoods. And there has not been any move for any kind of justice. And that's that on that. And until anyone wants to fucking talk about that, what are we doing? What are we doing? Where Where is this Where is this stipend money some, suddenly coming from that we all get $1,200? And who the fuck gets $1,200? And why don't black people get $1,200 first? Like it's 2020. I'm really... Uh, until someone is, is asking that question, I don't give a shit about the rest of it. None of it's real. None of it's real. Oh, but it yeah. affects millions of people. Well, what about the rest of the millions of people? It's not just in our country, dude. It's blackness the world over. And until humanity wakes the fuck up, I'm I'm not I'm not about any of this. I'm not about the politics of the moment. I'm not about the news of the day. I'm taking this time 
to figure out the rest of my bullshit, to figure out all of the ways in which I'm not a great person, to figure out all of the parts of my vocabulary that are actually AAVE, African-American vernacular English. I had a roommate in college who was black who who pointed out to me on multiple occasions that certain things that I said, like we, we would get into it. And I'd be like, dude, that's just how I talk. I'm so embarrassed at how often in this lifetime I'm an idiot. And yet that's just the name of the game. You know, you just, you're an idiot sometimes and then you keep going. Nobody knows until they know. And you keep yeah. going. And so right now I'm trying to make sure that when civilization starts up again and I have to leave the house and I have to start making FaceTime with people again, that I'm okay. Because I haven't been okay since November. And since before that, if we're being really honest, but I'm trying not to be dramatic, it's just been really eventful. It's just been really <laughs> eventful since the end of the year. Well, a couple things. I think when you look at um, black people the world over being oppressed, it's it's the same it's the same people in power the world over. It's the same family. It's this it's, you know it's the same one percent group. So that makes sense as why it's, it's also, happening. I will also say though, to, for it's the rest of us too though, like me right, having right, to sit that's here. That's where it starts. You know, like having to sit here though and and think about the things that you know Naja told me in college, like that. It's embarrassing and it seems superfluous, but no, it's really serious. Like that was an instance, that was a microaggression on my part where a black person said, hey, here is a thing that you just said that was inappropriate. And I said, nah, and I fought them on it. Yeah. And instead of yeah. like, it's all of us. It's so that, deeply ingrained exactly, in all of that's us. That's exactly it. It has to be like, pe but people have to be willing to say I was wrong. And that's a hard thing for some people because I think people stick with being like, like when you're told you were wrong, like you have to be willing to change and it doesn't, that's not weakness. And that's what I've always hated mm -hmm. about the people in, in power, like presidents and, and people who stick with these the same political parties when they're so clearly obvious what's happening in front of you, but they just don't want to say I was wrong. I, yeah. it's, you have, we have to be able to say that we have to be able to say shit, man. I can't, I never took any of this seriously and I probably should have. Yeah. Yeah. On a on a on a person to person level, it's hard, and I'm glad for this quarantine. But I'm learning to extend compassion, and I'm learning to recognize that if you just if you weren't doing it before, then that's done, and if you're gonna do it now, then that's fine, and that's where I'm at. But and I it's when you are also not a white person though, and you live in a white person's world, <laughs> and you have you know prejudices of your own. Um, it's so hard to move beyond your own hurt and your own life experience and your own prejudice and extend compassion to people on an individual basis who are now starting to learn these things. And I'm glad that I have the time in this space to do that. My, my big thing is in terms of our government, in terms of like the powers that be, I'm so fucking over it, dude. I can't even tell you. Like if we want to talk about people power and like on a one-to-one -one basis and all of us learning and growing, I really need us to start like loading up on bricks though. Like I really, really need us to like, I, I, I'm, I'm ready for it is all I'm saying. That's all I've got is it's not, you can't play the game and think that you're going to win the game from the inside. And we all know that. But even look at our, our government should be, are they already like we fight wars? You know, we, we, we use violence. This is a war. Mark, this outbreak is a war. This is biological warfare. Right. This is violence. This is orchestrated violence. This is intentional systemic violence. There have been sanctions in place in Iran for so fucking long now that the fact that this pandemic 
has hit and people are like, oh, look at all the numbers in Italy and oh, look at all the numbers and whatever. But nobody wants to talk about the fact that sanctions mean that Iranian people have not had medical supplies to begin with, to begin with. Right. And they are one of the most grossly affected people by this disease and that their mortality numbers are fucking up there. And we think what, that that's accidental? And that Jackie Cox is the first Persian drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race this season. And we think that that's a fucking coincidence? Are you fucking kidding me? Like none of it, I'm just, it's so tired. It's so tired. It's so tired. It's on fucking VH1. Like we're making fun of ourselves. We're constantly being made fun of and making fun of ourselves. And nobody realizes how silly we're being. Just fucking throw the bricks. Just throw the bricks and we'll deal with it afterwards. This is why... (laughs) This is why I stopped recording a podcast. Because <laughs> once I open my mouth, I stop editing. No, I know. I, I know you've been sitting there for four weeks, so I, you probably have to purge a little. The, the, the you know, the, I guess the problem is is that is that the I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play devil's advocate. Not that I believe any of this. Like, I, I actually believe it happens. I'm just trying to figure. I don't know how to change it. Mm. Um, it needs to change, but let's identify what's really happening here is the, the average, let's just say American, since that's what I know. Mm-hmm. We're, we're programmed. Yeah. We're programmed to see an entire group of people based on what our government says about their leaders and what our media reports on their, their leaders. And the people who were just born there, they don't have any control over their leaders. Just like we don't have, like if you think we have control over our leaders, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. We don't have control. It's, it's all orchestrated here, you know? They're There's literally no- all cousins. Like, it's just, it, they're just, they're all the same family. The, the We have the president we have not because of votes, but it was all, it's all orchestrated. It's all there for a reason. And, right. and, and so th- th- there are these people and, and they're all, but, but, but the average person is just brainwashed and programmed to think of, oh, that's an evil regime that's in charge over there. They, that guy kills his own people. And instead of like feeling for the people, we just see all the people as killers of their own people. Yeah. How do we change that? How do we, how do we start changing perspectives? And maybe this is a good thing because suddenly we're pulling kids out of school for a couple of months. And maybe this is the time where if you have kids, like really work on take, like getting them to relearn some truth or un- unlearn some of this bullshit. Man, a fucking moment of silence for all the fucking kids who are stuck at home with racist parents or abusive parents or people who in any way. And, you know, it's so fucking difficult to be a person because actually what I've realized is that nobody knows how to be a parent. Like I've met a couple of good parents in my life, but nobody knows what the fuck they're doing, even the good ones. And it's just such a it's just such a cry and shame that like that's just the name of the game. Like you just come into this world and you have to eventually slowly but surely you know, just grow into it. You just grow into it. It's just how it is. We just bump up against each other and it's just it's just uncomfortable and kind of ugly sometimes. And we do it with as much love as we can so that hopefully it's fine, but ooh. <laughs> Fucking shout out to those kids who have no escape. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, and well, and, and everybody, you know, there's, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of domestic violence going on right now. And, um, I don't know. I just, I just, it's, it's, I don't know. I just, I just hope it's worth it. It's, that's kind of what, what I'm, I'm just hoping that when this thing ends, like, like I was saying earlier, these people are like, it just needs to go back to work. We just, I just can't wait till it goes back to normal. And it's like, 
this is where we take the time. This is where we have a chance to change, to change yeah. everything. Why are we, where would we go back to normal? But in my heart of hearts, I know we will. No, we'll just go back to normal. We'll go back to a version of normal. So here's the actual problem is, is, is we'll go back to, um, a skewed normal. It's actually going to be worse. It's actually going to get substantially worse and it's going to continue to exaggerate and contort itself. And just when we thought like, what the fuck, like how does the circus get any more convoluted and twisted? It will do that. And then it will bounce and shift and do something miraculous and cool. But first it's going to get really, I mean, you know, it's messy now, dude. We're all locked in at home and nothing is really happening yet. And like maybe some people are dying, but it's still, you know, no one's wearing a mask when you go to fucking Costco or whatever. So who's to say un- until we fucking see just what is on the other side of this? And not even necessarily because of this disease. Maybe we're all fine and we all go back to the way things, you know, were and it seems hunky-dory, but you just had your entire – remember when the fucking government shut down a couple months ago? Mm-hmm. Or I guess this was last year. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just like a thing. Like the government just shut down. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. First of all, first of all, if your elected officials cannot go to work and do the job that you elected them to do, and you do not see a way to remove those officials from office and put someone in their place who will do the fucking job, then you need to stop pretending that things are fine because that's a real problem is a lot of people pretend like, well, I'm just not interested in politics. So that's the first step is we have to take the blinders off. You listen, none of us are interested. It's garbage. It feels bad. (laughs) All of it is bad. All of it is horrible all the time. Nobody has a, has a, a healthy interest in this. You pay attention because you have to pay attention. Because too many of us are not paying attention, and that's where all the damage happens. And there are some of us who are paying attention to all the wrong things. Do you notice that? Some, that's the one that I really don't know how to combat. How do you help the people who are so into it and so clued in and so like diligent about doing their research and they're reading all the wrong things? Yeah, yeah. I watched the, the Trump press conference today. Oh, no. And and I know this is going to air. This is this will be in the. You're probably listening to this in the future, listeners. It doesn't matter. Any pr- Trump, <laughs> you can pick. You can literally any, pick one. Anyone, but I'm watching the one today, and I'm just thinking, how can anybody defend this guy? How is there somebody watching this that's going, yeah, yeah, he, that's right? I just I don't get it. There's so many. It's like with Jeff Bezos, like, listen, 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 listen. I know that you fact-checked and you read all of your sources and you are in favor of this because of X, Y, and Z. But let me explain to you that on the surface, though X, Y, and Z are being delivered to you, um, none of this is in your best interest or anyone else's best interest. And it's the same thing as Jeff Bezos giving, you know, a million dollars to food shelters. A million dollars to a person like Jeff Bezos that's like the $10 bill you had in your pocket. Okay? Yeah, and that's just marketing budget. And that's just exactly. If Jeff Bezos paid his taxes and if Jeff Bezos um, contributed economically and if Jeff Bezos was a decent human being and paid his employees living wages and did not exploit their labor, then the world would be a fundamentally different place. And that's 
the that's just like those are the facts and we all kind of know it and and yet when it comes to people like our cheeto president well but he's delivering x y and z no on the surface he cut a deal for x y and z but it's more money in his pocket and when we privatize and when all of his friends get in on the scheme it means nobody at the bottom and that's me that's me dude that's me okay i'm not getting what i need in this time of of ridiculousness i didn't i genuinely didn't think about being sick even when i was thinking about the pneumonia ep and like oh man you know uh the end of an era i didn't even realize like hey wait a second if i had the metahuman pneumovirus and my lungs are still kind of fucked up then that means that i'm fucking compromised like i know that that seems really simple and really straightforward but it just didn't occur to me because i'm fine you know like i get up every day and i live and you put one foot in front of the other and you're healthy and you're fine i'm not that fine though and i didn't have health insurance then and it crippled me I have not recovered from that financially. I have not recovered from it physically. I have not been having a good time. I know I've been having a great time and it's the best time in my life, but like Jesus fucking Christ, Christ life on earth is the pits, dude. Like, yeah. you know, like if this is my idea of a good time, like this blows, this blows. And I don't know how you get those people to see beyond, but he said he's doing this. And so he's doing this. Like, I can't keep being the poster child though. You know what I mean? Like, I can't keep saying, but I'm affected by this. Yeah. Well, and here, and here's the problem. It's both sides. It's all of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the stimulus package, like they, they Democrats held it up for a little while, but it was only because they wanted to get their shit in there too. You know, they wanted to get yeah. theirs. If it was, it was geared toward Republicans getting theirs and the Democrats wanted to get theirs. I mean, they're, okay. it's, it's the all Democrats they and they're the all Republicans. The Democrats and Republicans are all people in Congress. They're all doing the same job. And I know that you and I both know this, but I'm going to say it again so that we can stop holding up the pretense. The red and the blue, that's meaningless. They're all the same people doing the same job. Okay, And it doesn't matter what your policies are or what your politics are and what your party platform is and what you're trying to do in your time in office. The office itself the entire structure, the game board, okay? This entire game of chess is rigged. And you can be, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who's out there like doing the most in my in my um, county where I live. We um, elected Danica Rome, the first transgender person to, to have a, a, a position of, you know, authority and power in this area. Like that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And yet, Hate to tell you, Danica. Hate to tell you, Alexandria. But <laughs> like, you guys are cool as shit, and you know, like, power to the people. But yeah. you're two people. You're two people, and I know that you're representing, you know, lots of people. But you're two people, and there are a lot more than two people in Congress. And the fact is, Dems or Republicans or whoever the fuck, you're all the same. It's all the same game. Yeah, they're just pulling the wool over different types of people's eyes. Exactly. None of it is just, none of it is honest, and none of it is helping people. And in a time where people are dying, we need to put aside the like, well, this is what I want and this is whatever. And we need to figure out what the fuck we all need. And what we all need are things like healthcare. Holy shit, there's a huge helicopter flying over my house, shaking the walls. Weird. They're not liking this conversation. Yeah. I live in a... I fucking hate where I live, but you know, you do what you can with what you have. Um, 
I live, I just, it's so, it's so ridiculous that when all of your neighbors work for the government and whatever, and you just like, you're just surrounded, you know, like there's no peace of mind. There's no comfort. Like <laughs> you're on, you're an enemy land, you're an enemy yeah. territory in yeah. your backyard where you grew up. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Who do you, who do you trust? Who can you talk to? Literally no one. And they all have guns. <laughs> and you, 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 uh, and, and you, you have some, uh, um, I don't know, like, like there's already history of oh like, God, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you got to yeah. be careful. Yeah, dude. You know what? That's the craziest. Um, that's actually my biggest takeaway from this whole, you know, being quarantined and whatever. I'm, I'm going a little bit stir crazy because I miss having a life and not having to be in my house all the time. But this has been a remarkable equalizer. Um, this has really, really done incredible things. Um, in terms of getting sort of like the global consciousness tuned into the shit that not to, okay, this is going to sound like really self-centered, but like now y'all motherfuckers get it, don't you? Like you understand what it's like a little bit. You understand how heinous it can be when you are so uncertain about how you're going to exist from one minute to the next. And now you know a little bit more about how ridiculous it is to- When you go to the grocery store and not everything is there and you have to just kind of pick what's left that's kind of that's how it is for people who are poor you have you can't get whatever you want you have to get the things you can afford and it's like oh and let's talk about jeff bezos's million fucking dollars again do you know what one (laughs) do you know what one fucking okay was it hang on was it a hundred million whatever do you know how much powdered milk and government cheese a hundred million dollars is going to buy don't think for a second that this guy is giving people whole foods groceries with his hundred million dollars okay like not to not government cheese because it's keeping a lot of people alive but like just barely okay is there still government cheese i if it's orange and it comes in a fucking (laughs) plastic cheese sleeve i think that (laughs) i don't know i don't know dude Okay. Dang, a government cheese, grilled cheese. I haven't thought of that. <laughs> That's on a couple of crackers. It's all you need. It's all you got. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's all you've yep. got sometimes. Yep. And, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form happy that people are stressed and depressed. And in fact, I'm actually really pissed off that there are like petitions going around and that people are, are ugh, see, you can't be pissed off though, because again, you have to be compassionate and you have to understand this is the first time that some people are realizing the truth. This is the first time. And I only hope that everyone fucking turns around and realizes like you didn't experience it first. You didn't suffer first. Like you did not, this hardship did not happen to you in a vacuum. This was not a one-time thing. A lot of people in this world have a hard time. Yeah. Way worse way worse all the time like if we need to i will happily point out the number of genocides that are ongoing and have happened in the last two decades because someone should fucking say it because that's how real it is yeah because you know the shittiest of the shitty here in america is nothing compared to what's going on elsewhere and we just we're just so so spoiled hey what happens to all those kids in cages when there's coronavirus going around like who's taking care of them? Who, like who, who's where are even, they? Who's even thinking about kids in cages anymore? Like that news story is so what, three months ago. You know, like it's just it's just it just it pisses me off the way stories just change and it's, the problem hasn't gone away. It's just new stories. The problem hasn't gone away, and now some of those kids are going to experience puberty in a prison. In prison, they're going to grow from small people to less small people, and some of them are definitely going to get sick and die. 
and and the people who are outraged by it are outraged by something completely different now. You know, I when I um I was talking about the revolution um and the Arab Spring and all of that not a couple months ago, I guess, or um Jesus, it might not have even been this year. I guess it's April, and so I need to stop differentiating like a couple months meaning like yeah, you know, around the holidays. Um but uh I was talking to someone about it who works in the American government and you I always assume that people who are in that lifestyle get all of the the like news sound bites you know like I always assume that whatever is like the news of the day you know about because you're all watching the same five o'clock news you know like this is like this is who it's for it's for you it's for people who are doing your job to like continue to lie to yourselves basically like it's like you are normal people also like you are average everyday americans who happen to work in your government and you also don't know what the fuck is going on but i talked about the arab spring and i was shocked genuinely it doesn't happen very often anymore because i just don't expect all that much but i was shocked that this grown-ass adult was like, the who? The what? The when? What happened? And it wasn't just like, I mean, you, what do you, like, <laughs> you literally work yeah, right. for the American government. <laughs> and I know that, like, maybe it's not your branch, it's not your area, but what do you mean you don't know? What do you mean? Syria is rubble now. What do you, like, it's gone. It's gone. We're calling it a civil war. It, we, we did that. We did that. We encouraged that. It's gone. How many fucking libraries have we burned down to the ground and we've just lost so much of our humanity and it's gone and people are still asking the what? What happened? Right, right. When? So, okay. <laughs> All right. I was shook. But we got over it. We explained it. We figured out where we are. How do we keep that from happening? How do we keep that one from happening? How do we keep people from from using the, the, the phrase disaster fatigue like that's okay? Like just because we can describe the feeling of being so, you know, emotionally like overwhelmed and just done with the situation, just because we can put words to it doesn't mean that we can use those words to justify the thing. You can't just have disaster fatigue and then stop paying attention to the disaster. I remember the first time someone used that phrase, there was a flood in, in Pakistan in, I don't know, 2000, again, like 10 or 11, somewhere between 2010 and 2013. And a couple hundred people had died in a mudslide. And I was horrified. And I think I still had Facebook back then. And I said something about it. And someone was like, well, you know, disaster fatigue, like the, that happened last week. Like there's some new shit this week. No, yeah. we're not that, we're not the world is not that disconnected. Stop it. Stop pretending. Stop it being. Is, though. It is though. I mean, it's it's funny because the media is controlled by what just a small group of people. Yet they are they fragment the message so mm. much. The last time we had a conversation, I said something really dangerous. I said a couple really. I said a couple of really ignorant, short sighted things. Actually, we had a conversation about algorithms. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was very over it, <laughs> and I was, yeah. um, I was very much like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. I'll figure out my business another day. Right, right. And I that, remember. yeah, and that was not the correct attitude to take because 
on another day when I when I was sitting back down and and trying to game the system and play the algorithm and you know post the things that were getting me likes and building my following and whatever. I um I had put out some new stuff on Redbubble and um you know I'll, I'll I mean my phone's dead now which is criminal by the way it's not that old and it's just being phased out because Apple is releasing new products soon and uh, like who has the time who has the time in the budget ever but especially in a crisis to just go out and buy a new thousand dollar phone everyone like stop it stop anyway <laughs> every once in a while I get into a really good groove and I will be posting very consistently on my Instagram and, you know, doing all of the savvy business person things I'm supposed to do, posting the kind of content I'm supposed to post and, you know, the things that will that will drive traffic and the things that will boost or not boost, but, you know, manipulate the algorithm in my favor. Right. I posted a picture of a black person wearing one of my designs. And, and what happened? It got the lowest number of likes and interactions. Mm-hmm anything that had been posted in i i mean like my instagram's not really that pop in anyway but like the contrast the stark difference between the things that came right before it and the things that came right after and furthermore it got way less um attention and coverage like it just wasn't shown to as many people the same people that like my posts regularly like you like my things pretty consistently the same people that like my posts regularly saw it and liked it but they did not see it when i posted it, it if like they saw it yeah if they saw it at all it was like two days after the fact yeah. if they saw it at all yeah and at that point it's just too blatant and too disgusting it's just too much. It's too much all the time, dude. It's too much and it comes at you from every direction all the time. And we're asking the right questions. Like, how do we stop it? <laughs> like, how do we how do we help people grow out of this? How do we change this? And I don't know and you don't know. And it's so much. It's so much. And I've had nothing to do for four weeks but sit here and continually stew about how there's got to be, there's got, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. I know we're going to do it because- we will. I might not see it, right? I might not be around for it, but I know we're going to do it. I would just like to hopefully <laughs> worry a little bit less and suffer a little bit less in the process. Yeah. Well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the point though. See, and then that's the thing. You said it earlier. I care too much about all the wrong things. Yeah. That's not the fucking point. No, I didn't say all the wrong things. I said you care uh, too much about humanity. You're right. I said about all the wrong things. I do care too much about humanity, Mark. I care too much about my own humanity. It's a game. This is a game. Humanity is a game. This is a costume that I'm wearing and someday I'm going to die and then I'm going to go on to the next level or do something else. And I am so focused on the in and outs of how terribly everyone's treating each other that oh, I can't be calm and still and, and peaceful for five fucking seconds to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing next. Or what marks need to be made next, or which songs are supposed to, you know, be sung next. They're there. They're coming out slowly but surely. But I could get out of my own way. I could just get out of my own way, dude. Well, I don't know. I mean, you, you're, you, you need to think the things you're thinking. You know, I mean, it, it might feel like you're not like you're in your own way, but you're probably you're in your own way for a reason. Yeah. You know, there's, that shit's got to be worked out. And, and and it's it's taken some stillness to bring some shit to the surface. And while you feel like you're not progressive and you're like just stewing over shit, you're not. You're you're, you're figuring out how to work it out. Yeah. You're ready to pick up a brick. 
It how does do we, feel how like do we be ready to pick up a brick and not have to throw a brick? It's impossible, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I want us to be, I want us to be, I don't know. I, I like, I, I'm waiting for a fun surprise. I'm waiting for humanity to surprise me in a fun way. I'm waiting for us to like grow up and do the right thing for a change. And then for that to be novel and to be like, whoa, and then things got better. <laughs> like, who'd have thought? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, look at, look at how, look at, look at how it felt to just never go to band practice at the Ruckles again. Yeah. To the entire world having to change, to yeah. shift to a new perspective. Like it's not going to be fun. No, it's not. But no, this is kind not. of what we've all been like working toward, right? Like, isn't yeah. this kind of what like the the collective has been like trying to manifest? Yeah. And now that it's here, it's like, all right, are we going to go back to normal when the man tells us it's okay to go back to normal, or are we going to make some changes? Even if it's just a, as a starting point, just consciousness changes and, and like like just seeing things differently, you know, like seeing other seeing people like you're saying like there are people it's one thing that that you're in 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 your house and you've you've got a house you know yeah and you've got a place i mean i i, I hear people saying you should have a my own my own mother <laughs> posted this thing on facebook that set my daughter off um and it was it was about um it was it was just a, it, she, she's a big mormon and it was a mormon church meme but it was just talking about how lucky they were to have a food storage and, and that, that them, the, because that's what the church preaches and how they were, how lucky they were to be able to have church from home and how lucky. And my daughter's texting me. She's like, I'm going to go off. There are people that can't like, she's how lucky they are that they, they have a 30 day supply of food. And it's like, there are people, she's like, even her own granddaughter, I have in a one bedroom apartment. Even if I could afford a month's supply of food, where would I put it? Yeah. And, and and then and she's like, and not even me. Like she's like talking about like, aren't we lucky that we have the amenities that we can have church from home? And there are people in this world that are just that are starving. And how can you say how lucky you are as this shit's happening? Yeah. And so, I don't. So I'm hoping that enough people. I don't know. I, I'm, there's got to be a change. We've got to have a change in thinking. But a change in know. thinking is is where it is that's the thing is it's the thinking of it right i had a friend ask me like so why don't like why don't people like minorities and oppressed people just like take it back like why don't they just take what's theirs like why don't you just come take it and i just looked at them like are you fucking serious dude like, do you hear the words that are coming out of your mouth yeah, if so you're telling you're me, civil war yeah if you're telling me that you're not going to move out of the way but you would like me to come and force you does that does that make sense like you're someone's going to have to move is what I'm getting at. Everyone's going to have to move. Everyone is yes. going to have to shift. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to get worse. It's going to get bad. Yeah. Yeah. This is just the beginning. But 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 there's I I, st I still see a light at the end of the the tunnel though. No, so do I. I was about to bring it back up. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I had, I actually had this epiphany. I um Listen, okay, so I'm I'm a I'm a brown person, okay? And I have lived my own life with my own set of absurd circumstances, and I continue to live the life of a brown person in a white person's world. And so it never stops. 
Okay. And there's more to it than just my brownness, but we don't even, we don't need to get into it. It's fine. This is enough. This is already a, this is already a, a thing. Right. And I, um, damn, I had a, I had a, a client once I read tarot cards and, you know, do other energy practices out of a new age shop, um, in an old town near where I live, like a historic downtown part of where I live. And, um, I got into it because it was a really sweet gig because this is like a predominantly white area and like the, those that's where the buku bucks are, you know, like it's very boutique-y. Um, and I'm, and I'm absolutely like, I will 100% say that at like, <laughs> you know, face value, like it's exactly what it is. Like I, I got into that particular gig because I was trying to make a particular dollar amount off of a particular demographic. And it's important for me because of the work that I do where I'm trying to help people and where I'm, you know, I'm doing energy work to not be scummy. Um, and because I am like fundamentally just an anti-capitalist, every time I go out in the world and earn a coin, I'm very like transparent about like how and where and why and what for, because I don't even think I need that many of them. I just need to pay my bills. I just need a roof and food and you know, I'll figure the rest out, but there's not enough to go around. So I'm not going to get greedy. Like now is not the time, you know, like I don't get to take any of it with me. I don't need to break my back to, to rake in the coins that like, that's not my mission here. Right. Just, just, I'm just trying to get through another day. Exactly. And I had this one, I, when I first got it, first of all, when I started practicing Reiki, it was very, very, very like straight up like, cool, I'm just going to make a lot of money. I'm just going to do this to make a lot of money. Like, yeah, this is great. And this is beautiful and fantastic, but I'm going to make a lot of money. And I was humbled very quickly. <laughs> I had a lot of, of, um, I want to say deeper, like realer realizations. And I got over that, but I still have to show up and earn a coin. And so I still show up and I do it where I know that there are big coins. Okay. Cause if you're going to do it, like do it sensibly. Right. I had this person sit down in front of me and I actually wasn't even making any money off of this person this day. Like I went to work and they sat down in my chair and the therapist was in and I wasn't charging them because they were very young and they were very confused. And in like immediately I felt like, okay, cool. Well then like, this is my real work for the day. You know, I mean, it's always real work. Even when I'm charging old ladies money to like tell them whether or not they should buy another property out in the country, like it's still real work. <laughs> it's still sitting yeah. down and being honest with them and being like, okay, lady, like let's talk about where your money's coming from. And you know, like I'm, I'm still showing up and I'm still being honest, but with this kid, it was different and it was okay, cool. Now we're not on the clock anymore. Like this is different. This is person to person. I'm not working. And this kid starts telling me about the hard time that they're having and we're, we're getting into it and it's fine and whatever, but all of it's normal stuff. All of it's just your humanity. Like no one has ever said anything to me in a professional capacity that has ever shocked or surprised or, you know, unsettled me in any way because it's just humanity. Like I've, we've read about it. We've seen it in the movies. We've like, it's everywhere and it happens. And there are so many ways that it can happen that like, what's shocking anymore? You know, like, yeah, you're telling me that you murdered your husband and I'm not trying to be funny, but like, I, as long as I'm not, you know, <laughs> as long as my hands aren't dirty in this, like, yeah, I'll give you some advice. Like, I, what the I, f <laughs> You're right, right, right. You know, like, I don't know you, Brenda. I don't fucking need to know you. I don't care. Let me just tell you the truth. 
that's what I'm here for. Let me be kind and let me tell you some truth. Like, let's figure it out together. That's why I do this work. But this fucking kid really threw me for a loop. They started crying and you know, their whole story was already kind of dramatic and whatever, but when they started crying, they were, they were not crying because of any of the dramatic shit that had happened to them. They were crying because they're in their car and a Kanye West song started playing. And they listened to this Kanye West song, like really listened to Kanye West for the first time, like really listened. And they started crying because this white kid realized for the first time in his white life, that being a black person is different and it's hard and the world is unkind. And this kid started bawling uncontrollably and I started crying and I am telling you this and I'm, I don't even, this is one of those stories I don't even really want to tell because of hype and spin and the world that we live in. Listen, nobody has the fucking time, okay? Nobody has the time. It's 2020. Like, feel your own feelings and get over it and recognize the injustices in the world in your own time. It's not somebody else's job to hold your hand through it or to, like, help you figure it out. Like, you find your find your people that also need to do this work with you and do the work with those people. But don't come to a person of color and be like, oh, wow, people of color have it really hard and expect me to cry with you. Except yeah. I did. Except I fully yeah, you did. did. I fully did. I sobbed. This kid was so genuinely cut the fuck up about this Kanye West song. Like, fuck Kanye West, first of all. <laughs> but damn, but damn, he really understood. He really understood. And there was like, you know, when there's like truth and then there's like capital T, like truth, like we're all feeling this shit. And even if we can't articulate it, like we all know what's up. Yeah. We all knew what was yeah. up in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess where I wonder what happened to that kid. Did, did the attitude change? Did have, have like, what did that realization you know, the thing is too, the thing is too, like that kid had problems and that kid had a whole crazy fucked up life that they were trying to navigate. And the black thing was not even relevant to the workings of their everyday life, except that they realized like, hey, wait a second, all of this shit's happening to me. And simultaneously in the world, there are black people and shit's happening to them. And the shit that's happening to them is not getting the attention of a stranger the way that my shit is right now, because I happened to walk into this store in this, you know, bougie neighborhood and, you know, come see you. And because you were nice and you let me sit down in your chair, like just the full circle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure it, like, I'm sure that it did something and it changed him, but it, it's like I said, like, then he goes back to regular life and then things have to get worse. Look at where we are. Like we're all, we're all, the country's shutting down kind of, but not really, and should be, and who knows if it should be, and is any of this even real, and who knows until we're all dead. Like, how do you navigate any of it? You don't, but you tell yourself the truth. The truth comes to you not when you go looking for it or not when some asshole on the radio gets mad at you and tells you about it. It comes to you when it comes to you and when you're ready for it. And then it sinks in and it does its job and then life goes on. Yeah, some, some synchronicity appears and yeah. and you there have you an go. epiphany. And I realized I then had an epiphany that I can't, um, I can't, he, I mean, he really was broken about it, dude. He really sobbed. I've never seen a white person feel that bad. I've never once in my fucking life seen a white person feel bad. Okay. Not like that. And I, like, I know that that's a weird general thing to say, but like, dude, not like that. 
I have never seen a person just go, whoa, my, my, like this game, like this game is loaded. Like I came into the game with loaded dice. Like I came in a winner and it's not. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that people don't want to, uh, that, that's, that's the part that people need to come, need to realize like you, you're like to be called privileged is, is like, no, I'm not, I'm not privileged. I work, I've worked my ass off, but, but you're not suffering you know, the same, you know, mm. we are, we are, I'm, I'm privileged. I acknowledge it. The thing is your privilege won't save you. <laughs> like you're saying, like you have to work at like your, your, uh, you are necessary. You are vital. You are, what's the stupid buzzword they're using? Essential. You're essential, dude. And that's not nothing, you know, like your work is important and it counts, but you still have to fucking go to your day job and be essential. I'm, 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 I'm privileged, but I'm on, on the lower end of privileged. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're not letting me into any country clubs, yeah. but they're also not, um, escorting they're me not out murdering in handcuffs. You in the street. Yeah. They're not you know? murdering you. Full exactly. Stop. Exactly. I, but okay. Now having said all of that, let me get off of my high horse because here's the thing that I realized if, if this whole construct of reality is light and mirrors, right? Like if it's energy that bounces from one point to the next and what you put out is what bounces back at you. I realized I do not have humanity cannot afford the lows that I can bounce to. If that makes sense. Like I, some of some of the things that I've experienced and some of the things that I have felt and some of the things that I've just seen, okay, and some of the things that I've just heard about are so ugly that if I give in to the ugliness, if I allow it to fester, the consequences are so monumental for the whole of everything else that it snapped me right the hell out of it. That's why you throw a brick. That's yeah. why. It's the forward momentum. We cannot sink backward. You cannot see the depths of, like, if you see the monsters in the depths of the ocean, you will shit yourself and die. Like, you can't handle it. Okay? You, we just can't handle it. Collectively, all of us, humanity will be done. We'll be wiped out. If all of us fucking gave into this shit, we'd be done. The most miraculous thing that has ever happened it's the fact that black people continue to get up and thrive and be excellent and amazing every single day. How, I don't know. But it happens. And if they can fucking do it, then what the hell are... We can do it. We can do it. And we can be... We can also try and be excellent and have fun and sing our own songs and stop being appropriative and just listen, listen. Be uncomfortable. Be an idiot, okay? Be an idiot and acknowledge that you were an idiot and get over it. Get over it. The sooner you get over it, the sooner everyone forgets that you are an idiot. It's embarrassing. Being alive is embarrassing. Nobody knows what they're doing and you're going to fuck it up and you're going to make a mistake and you're going to be racist and you're going to be an idiot. That's just how it works. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's, it's two ways too. You have to be able to um, be able to change and see where you were wrong, but like we also have to be able to forgive our past personas who were naive and ignorant. And nobody's, it's a you thing, you know, like make, it's just you, you just got to do it. I got to do it. We're all doing it. The more of us that do it, the easier it gets collectively. It's no one can do it for you. No one can feel it for you. Um, and until you do feel it, that's the problem is I'm sitting here and I'm not trying to feel my feelings, but if I don't, it's just irresponsible. It's just irresponsible. I suffer and then everyone suffers as a consequence around me. And for what? For no reason, but suffering. And why would you want that? 
Nobody wants it. And it's as easy as just saying it out loud. You know what? Actually, I don't want this. Actually, I don't like this. Actually, this isn't fair. And this isn't right. That's where you start. You just acknowledge the truth. Whatever truth that you have, you acknowledge it. Like, hmm, actually. You don't have to do anything about it. You know, like we don't have to, um, that is, that is, that is throwing the brick. <laughs> you don't have to literally get up and throw a brick, but you do have to internally come to a realization, you know, speak right. a truth to yourself. You don't have to put out a, a press release saying, I have changed my opinion. Exactly. Everybody, everybody, I have changed. My, let me calm down. And everybody, can I get your attention, please? I have changed my opinion. Hot tip. Yeah, don't do that even. <laughs> just change. You, yeah, just just be different. You are not beholden to the person that you were five seconds ago. You know, like that's, it's not, it's not real either. You're not who you think you are. You're not who you think you you're not like the things that you were born into and you're not the people that you came from and you are not um, your circumstances and you are not the choices that you, well, you, can, you are the choices that you have made, but more importantly, you're the choices that you are making. So if you choose differently, then that's it. You've, you know, in a choose your own adventure back in the olden days when you actually had to like hold a big, like choose your own adventure book and if you went from one thing to the next, you saw all of the pages you were flipping in between and you thought like, well, fuck, what, like what's on all of those pages, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you get to all of that stuff? Yeah. Well, this is like that. That's how I like, feel just, about this whole quarantine. That's how I feel about being essential. Yeah. I see all these yeah. people at home having this creative, spiritual, creative rena renaissance going on in Instagram stories. And I'm like, I have to go to work. Hey, you know, also don't feel bad about that because – um that's also kind of uh, kind of an illusion and kind of fake. And like our big problem is that we're at home trying to be productive. <laughs> yeah, it's just trying to get through the yeah, like the long ass boring day. I I would love it if people would just take vacations. I would love it if people would say, "Oh, I'm at home," <laughs> and everyone would 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 enjoy themselves. You know, like have a moment to like feel nice. I know it's hard because there's scary stuff happening in the world, but there's scary stuff happening in the world literally every day and you're fine. So like, you know, like this isn't any different. It's just now you think that you like you're in danger and it feels different, but you know, you're always kind of in danger, even if you don't realize yeah, it, yeah. you're not as, you're not as much in danger as some people are, but like the possibility is always there. You were yeah. always potentially going to be taken out by a disease. It's just that the, the potential, like the possibility just went up a little, but you're at home. So if you've decreased your, your chance of being sick, just, I don't, I don't want to say, uh, I hate to say be happy because that's not real. That's not what I mean, but just, just be, you know, like chill the fuck out. I'm actually really mad that people are like, oh, I'm on a conference call. Oh, I'm working from home. Oh, my kids. This is the part that really pisses me off. Oh, my kids are Zooming with their entire fucking second grade class. Nah, dude, second grade's canceled. Yeah. <laughs> second grade's over. I mean, again, sorry for those kids who like, those are your friends and that's your only way out. And like that, you know, fine, 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 fine. There are exceptions to this, but like in general, like, let's just not, let's just not society's on hiatus. So let's take a fucking hiatus. Like, yeah. when does this ever happen? You know, like seize the fucking moment, like do things that you can't do at home. Just be, just, just unplug your phone. Just unplug your phone for a day. You can't normally do that, but who the fuck's looking for you? No one, no one's coming over. No one's trying to deliver anything to you. Nothing pressing is happening right now. Turn your phone off. 
Oh, that would be nice. Would be nice. That would be nice. How many people are out in the world every day when you go to work? A lot, especially in the mornings. And I've been noticing more and more every day. In fact, I was thinking, man, people are over this thing because we went from like having this, like there was suddenly no traffic. And I just got used to being able to fly into work without traffic. And all of a sudden there's a little bit of traffic now. And I'm like, what the, what the fuck is, what are people doing? Like, why are, you, why are you out? You should be home. Maybe they're all essential too. But there, today... Today I had to do a few things, and there are a lot of people out. A lot. Yeah. And um, and and I guess maybe a quarter of them are wearing masks. I, in fact, I went out today, and my son he was like, "Can I just go with you?" And I'm like, "No, man. I only have one mask. I'm gonna wear mask and gloves." And <laughs> he's 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 generally worried for me too because I'm out. out he, and he's like, "You wear a mask at work?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. And and there, so I've got two teenagers at home. And Holly and I are both working, and so it's it's kind of, it's so it's kind of this reverse thing where like I'm out in the world and I'm thinking, okay, am I going to bring something home to them? And a and B, like I can't like I know they're they're both basically adults and they're living their life, and I rarely see them. Even when I am home, they bar- mm-hmm. they barely come out of their room. They're they have their their own worlds, mm-hmm. and and like they're hanging out with their friends probably more now online than you know, and and they and but but just the fact of like not being here with this weird uncertain times going on you know i know it's kind of it's it's shaking them a little bit they they like when we're home you can tell that they're, they're like you know because yeah. just the pre- your presence yeah so i mean and there are people out there in the world like with little kids you know yeah. who are who, you know nurses and and not even like people working at as the cashier at grocery stores yeah. That, that are still working and they've got little kids at home whose school's been canceled. And I just can't even imagine having like uh, an eight year old at home while you're at deemed essential. And, yeah. and you can't, you can't volunteer. You can't say, look, I got a kid. I can't do this. They're just going to let you go. And you're, yeah. you're screwed. You're not you, like they're the people who are working right now are working so that when they eventually do get shut down, they have a job to come back to after it's over. Mm. And, and it's, it's the way I feel. I, I feel like, there's a, a lot of these companies out there are really taking advantage of their people by abusing even yes. some of the um some of the like the measures that people have been taking are actually pretty harmful like i feel i really feel for any starbucks employee right now um who still has to go to work because that's just garbage yeah you, starbucks isn't an essential you know? Like that's just absolute garbage and that's unfair. And the, like the volume of people that you're seeing on a regular basis anyway was already so extreme and exaggerated. Like the world needs a month off of Starbucks to yeah. reset, yeah. I think, but I don't know. I don't, I don't have the answers. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going with the flow, you know, I'm trying to be less angry. That's always the thing, isn't it? It's just, it's not what you think it is. So I shouldn't hold it so personally and so tightly, but it's so hard. It's so hard. Well, you're angry for a reason. The anger comes up for a reason. And it's, it's about what, how do you um, get Easy. to the bottom of that anger? And where is that anger coming? Where is that anger coming from? Why are you feeling angry? Why are you reacting this way? And then how do we change it? And it's, I think right now, a lot of your anger is probably coming from not being able to change anything. There's this, there's so much shit going on that's so blatantly obvious that, and, and half, half this country is stopping us from 
changing it. And it, yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I feel it. I feel it too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know something? It's always great to talk to you. It, <laughs> it's, always, it? <laughs> it's always heavy as fuck. <laughs> it's never just a lighthearted conversation. The problem is it's because we don't talk to each other for such a long time. And then when we do talk to each other, there's a fucking epidemic on. And so there's, you know, there's shit to talk about. <laughs> Um, if we just had a weekly chat, I'd be singing you dumb songs on a ukulele, and it would be merry. Yeah, well, maybe, uh, maybe we'll, they'll shut down the world, and I'll have some free time, and we can do that. I, I, I know it's gonna work itself out because it was always designed to work itself out. I just hope that none of us get chewed up in the process. Yeah, Me you know, too. I hope that. Yeah, I hope that some of us. Most of us, but, you know, like, just I hope we make it out intact. I hope we make it out intact because there are lots of people who who just didn't, who just didn't and who haven't. And And it's almost, and who won't. And it's unfair to, I mean, maybe it's not unfair. I don't know. It just, so it sucks. It sucks. You know, like privilege, like I said, it's not a bad word. Okay. It is, it just is, and it helps to understand what it is and how it expresses itself in your version of reality. And I have a lot of privilege. I have a lot of privilege. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, there's discrimination and there's sexism and there's homophobia and all kinds of shit that I deal with. But I still, I am so privileged. There's a roof over my head and there are people who love me. And that's fantastic. Yeah. But, and that's what people need to realize, that, that you can be privileged and still suffer, you know, (laughs) but but still recognize that you're privileged. And if you are in a position where you're privileged and you're not suffering, then you really like, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. There's just no, there's no, there's no, like, there's no softening that blow. Like you have to give up some of that. You just, you know, you gotta, you gotta, there's no way, (laughs) there's no way you can make it through this life completely unscathed and think that it doesn't come from somewhere. You're, you know, could, like you could talk to children to share, yeah. and then we grow up, and it's like, no, you got to get yours, and it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's just there's just mixed messages. It's the fake idea of a meritocracy. Well, no, I earned this though. No, but I deserve this. No, but like I have this, and I would use it better than you would, or you are less than I am, and so you would not put this to use the way that I would. That's that's how they keep us separated. They divide us, us and them. Oh, those guys are monsters. Oh, those guys are terrorists. Oh, those guys are ghetto. Oh, those guys are this. And those guys are you. Those guys are you. They just look different and they come from different places. And I don't know, that's kindergarten shit. Go, go read that fucking everything I need to know <laughs> I learned in kindergarten book because if you missed that memo then that's your homework. That's your starting point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think people just forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's hoping they remember. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll remind them, dude. We, that's, we just, yeah, we did that. We Wake reminded up. them. Wake up. <laughs> when my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through When my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through. If you tell me that you love me, I'll be coming back to you. 